on a Sunday and um, it's, it's so nice to be with you again. My name is Wale. It's The Way Show, uh, your Sunday evening um, entertainment, sports and general interest uh, magazine show. So um, please, if you're new to the show, uh, don't forget, subscribe to the show. Okay. And also set um, um, your alarm bells for notifications. So when we upload new videos, uh, you can as well just go back and have a look and uh, at your leisure, at your time. And don't forget to also like um, um, all our shows on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and obviously on YouTube. It's The Way Show. Uh, like I said, my name is Wally. And today I'm actually very excited uh, because we've got a very special person on the show today. Um, probably one of Africa's greatest athletes ever. You know, um, she um, a shining star for Nigeria shining star for Africa and indeed um, a shining star for the world of athletics in the world all over. She's a former Olympian. She is um, by, all, by all means um, a record holder, a record breaker, a record that still stands up to today way, way um, back from, you know, over 20, 25 years now record is still standing. Uh, she is uh, based in the United States of America. Um, so glad that we are talking to her here from London all the way to the United States of America. I'm talking about no other person but the awesome, the great, the one and only Fatimat Yusuf Ulukoju. Um, if you are there, uh, so nice to have you here today. I'm so, so, so glad to have you. So interesting to have such an awesome person. Um, you know, um, we, 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 we all, um, especially people watching, um, knew that lady uh, that ran 400 meters for Nigeria, brought so much honor, uh, just watching you on the show, on on, uh, on TV, uh, but to be with you, talking to you live today, I must say it's an honor, and uh, we're so delighted and glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for the warm welcome from you. I <laughs> totally appreciate you guys, and I'm um, glad to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the show. So uh, before we start, um, how's life been post-retirement? I mean, um, quite a lot of people are probably wondering, what's she up to? What's she been doing? Has she been keeping herself busy? So what have you been doing since retirement? Well, well life, life has been good. I have no complaint. I am grateful. I thank God. I got married to my best friend, Adewale Lukaju, also an athlete from Nigeria. Okay. And uh, we have four children together. And wow. uh, he is in the law enforcement, my husband. And I am a, a fitness um, trainer. I have my own fitness studio. And I also coach at a, a local high school. So um, life has been good. I have no complaint. And um, I'm just excited and looking forward to what the Lord has in store for my children. Thank you. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So good to hear about um, about your family, uh, lovely children, and uh, about your husband, especially, who also was a star, a mega star back in the days, you know. So but today we're going to be talking about you. We're going to be zeroing now to, to you and maybe to your husband some, some other point in time. So um, let, 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 let me take a step back in, back, into, uh, back in the days, like we always say. 1996, Atlanta. Um, if you look back to um, that, that competition itself, how was it for you? I mean, a young person um, coming out of Nigeria, going to the Olympics, what was it like for you, um, especially putting on that green, white, green of Nigeria and, you know, 
before before actually winning the medal. I was it for a pre medal and after medal. Yeah, it was an honor to have made the team, and mm. um, so excited to make it there alive. I mean, alive because the prior Olympics, I, I I didn't make it. I um and I was determined to go to that Olympics. So the moment I made the team, I'm like, okay, this is it. I gotta go. I gotta go. And uh, we we got there. Our detentions were high, emotions were high, and uh, as an athlete, you just have to keep those those in checks. That way, you don't you don't fall off the cliff <laughs> before the competition starts. <laughs> so yeah, we went through the rounds. I uh, think we had three people. Yeah, we had three people that actually made it to the um, made it through the rounds to the semifinal, if I'm not mistaken. And um, my goal was to make it to the finals. And uh, I did, and uh, I think we have we have two of us in the final, myself and uh, Chief Falila Tobukoya, and she came third, and I came sixth, and uh, it, it was a great day for Nigeria to have two Nigerians make it in the final for the 400 meters. It was unheard of, and mm-hmm. then uh, that ended. We celebrated her her bronze medalist, and then we got we're like, okay, we got to regroup now. We got the really to take care of. We we have we got, this, we got this, and the goal was for us just to make it to the finals, and then whatever happens, we will uh, mm. we'll deal with it. And uh, thank God we uh, we came second in that. Really, and we were all in disbelief and um, <laughs> that we, we we actually got a medal out of it, and uh, it was uh, it was very emotional, and uh, we didn't display a lot of emotion right there but inside each one of us when camera wasn't looking we were like guys we actually did it (laughs) 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 we got it better can you believe that (laughs) so it was uh it was a a great day for us great day for nigeria Mm -hmm. and personally um in disbelief that i i that i made it to the final that i came home with the silver medal yes And it's it, it it was also back at home. But then we watching um, um, uh, the Olympics in uh, 1996. Uh, it was probably our best outing ever in football. We won the gold medal, and you guys were like burning the tracks, doing everything positive for Nigeria. It was so. Um, looking back again, what were the key moments for you uh, during that Olympics? Aside, obviously winning the uh, relays. Um, key moments that actually stood out that she probably will always sit back and remember and probably smile about it. At some point, probably you sit back and think, oh no, that should have been done that way. Well, the the, the Games Village is all, it's everyone, not just Nigeria, not just Africa, all the world were there. And you got to meet these people and uh, with their own different uh, um, culture and values, and some you identify with, some you like, no, I don't think that's great. But uh, all these people, the international zone where everybody comes to meet and greet, it's amazing. And I, I still kept some of the friends I met in 1996. I still kept in contact with them. And they're not even Nigerians. They're not even Africans. That's the awesomeness of Olympic. That's a lifelong friend that I made there that will stay with me for the rest of my life. And then uh, the other Nigerians, we joke a lot and have fun. And do you remember this 1996? It, it was just, it's a memory that nobody can take away from you. Mm. There is no, there's no amount of money that you can equate to that feelings. And that's just amazing. Hmm. I read one one of your interviews recently. Um, 
actually, I think the interview was done sometime about two years ago uh, in the Punch newspaper, and you mentioned about people in America, schools in America, to borrow your medals to show kids in school to say, you know what, guys, this lady won that. Okay, you can aspire. You could be that lady. You can even better what she's done. So that's going on in America. And now you wonder about your home country, Nigeria. Yeah. Things like that don't really happen. We don't really, we tend to forget our heroes. We forget people that brought us, you know, glory. Um, at some point, when you go to these schools in the States, how do you feel sometimes when you see things like that happening? And then back home, I mean, I mean people born after 1996, I'm sorry to say, not a lot of them really know who Fatima is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, here in America, sports is is um, is is like I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm looking for the word now. Probably a religion. It's a, a thank you. PE and and all that stuff because not all the kids who participated in sports are going to make it to the Olympics. Sure. But they will take something away from it that will help them through life as they age. So we Nigerians back home, we need to start to look, I mean, we need to start to think like that. You said no, not many people know who Fatima Yusuf is. Not just me. A lot of our great athletes, these young people have no idea who they are. Then what happened? Who is not teaching them the history? The teachers? The coaches, the administrators, they don't know their history. And it is sad. If they know their history, that Fatima Yusuf, Alila Dogukoya, Bisi Aladefa, Bisi of Falabi, Charity Okpara, won a silver medal at the Olympics, that we need to go get that record. That record is way too old. They don't know we've been there before. If you ask some of the Nigerian athletes, they have no idea that Nigerians have, have won silver medal in the 4 by 4 that we have two people that made it in the final of the 400 million. History, what, I, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. I don't think they're teaching them history. It should be part of our curriculum. The coaches should be advocated in a way they should be using us as an example to encourage these youngsters that, hey, they've done it. I want you to go there, meet their goal, and surpass it. It's not being taught, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's not being taught. Would you Would you say, I'm sorry to cut you short now, would you say mm-hmm. it could be probably because there's that divide? Okay, they're over there. They're not Americans. Mm-hmm. They're British. They're Europeans. Oh, they're doing their stuff over there. Let us do our stuff over here. And there's that divide. Would you say that that's, that's a problem? <laughs> I, yes and no. There is still a foundation that every single country has to follow. That is the development of the youth. There is no way around it. But Nigeria wants to go around it. Look where we are. We have to go back to where it works. We have to go back to the drawing boards. How did we make it? How, how did we get here? Which is the youth. So everybody in, the, in, in this, in, in, all these sports in, in, in the world, they go back to their grassroots. But in Nigeria, we don't. So that, that foundation never changes. The way you, you, you attain it is different. 
but the goal and the means of getting it is still the same. At least in my in my in my view, in my belief, we have to go back to school sports. We have to empower all those PE headmasters, headmistress. We have to empower them. We have to bring them on board. We have to support them because they are the ones that have the first-hand knowledge of these kids when they come to their classes. We have to teach them how to, how to talent identify. Who do they need to contact after they have to identify this kid? We don't have that system. And that was the system that actually really worked for you and your colleagues back in the days, because a lot of you were picked up from the schools, um, from, from um, schools competition, and then drafted into the national teams. Uh, it was the same for the athletes and also for the, for the footballers. And why do you think we are failing or we are, we, we fell by the wayside? It was the norm before. We had a foundation before, which produced the likes of you and other ones. But along the line, we, we sort of dropped off it. Why would you say um, we missed it? Or why did we drop off it? I believe people want a quick fix. <laughs> They don't want to do the dirty job. Coaching a youngster is the dirty job. It doesn't bring any glory. Mm. It takes time for the fruit to ripe. Yeah. So they wait <laughs> until this yeah. child is an adult. And or in between that, there is no training. There is no foundation instilling these kids. Mm. So it's because there is no glory. It's a quick fix. They're putting Band-Aid on the wound. It doesn't help. Nobody wants to do the dirty job. We should be having a lot of youth clubs all over Nigeria, all over. We don't. We don't have it. In America, we do. I have a youth club. My youngest one is five years old. You should see him run with perfect form. Wow. And I, I, that child have a higher chance of making it than a child who doesn't even know anything, who has never been taught. So coaching youth in Nigeria is a dirty job. There is no incentive. Therefore, coaches don't, don't go through that route. So would you, would you say the problem now is um, if we are going to lay, well, I, I, do, I don't want to use the word lady blames on, this, on the footsteps of anyone, mm -hmm. but would you say the government, back in the days we used to have an NSC, Nigeria's Post Commission, which was mm -hmm. brilliant. And obviously they, 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 they worked with the Ministry of Education to get mm -hmm. people like you, and um, you, you know, after you, NSC was like, you know, whatever, it went whatever way. Would you think, would you say we need a strong government sports policy, okay, to enable, all right, people like yourself, mm -hmm. like so many others scattered around the world, rebuild sports again, going back to that foundation of coaching the coaches and obviously supporting schools and youth clubs to get to where we should get to, where we now build a factory to produce all these youngsters. Would you say that's the right way? Absolutely. Um, the policy are in place. There's nothing wrong with the policy. People just stop enforcing it. People stop applying it. Those policies still work. Maybe we, maybe we may need some updates. We don't need another committee to set up another policy to waste some time and money. We have it in place. Let's see what is what worked then and what didn't work, and let's fix it. We don't need to reinvent the wheels. It has been done for us by awesome, awesome, good administrators. 
I'm not gonna name, I'm not gonna name any name here right now. Yeah. But at the same time, we need the government because sponsorship they've been born. The trust has been lost. Lack of accountability, lack of checks and balances. If I'm a business owner, I ain't giving my money to no one who is not willing to, to show me how they spend my money. Why would I want to do that? So we need to rebuild trust. I believe we have tons of men and women, business owners in Nigeria who love sports and they're willing to support. But we got to assure them that what we say we're going to use their money for is what we're actually going to do with their money. And, 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 and for us not to wait for them to ask us, to show us, to show them our books, how did we spend it? Did we spend it on, on the things we said we're going to do? So we have a lot of reviewed. We have a lot of, um, um, we have a lot of fixing to do. And we need a good, we need awesome people with like-minded that love the sports to do it, to be our face. We need to, we have all these old people running our sports with old ideas that has failed us and they continue to be there. Why? They need to go. We need new, fresh faces, fresh new ideas. We have them in Nigeria. <laughs> we have people who can get the job done, but the roadblocks, <laughs> how are you going to cross it? But we will cross it. The revolution, is, the, the revolution is starting. Hopefully, yes. We'll it, is cross starting. it is starting. And I believe good days are ahead for Nigeria. Amen. I say amen to that. Um, um, few few episodes ago, we had um, a coach, an Olympic coach, Kaude, um, um Dada, came into, um, we spoke with him about problems with sports and zeroing in on athletics itself because um, he, he's also the coach to Ese Brume who is Commonwealth champion and mm -hmm. and has been doing well. And one of the things he mentioned was, apart from the problem with our administrators, um, people, the actors within the sports itself, don't actually trust each other, mm -hmm. okay? You are a coach. I'm giving an example. I am your coach, okay? And Yomi is a coach to another person. I probably won't want Yomi to succeed because I only want you to succeed. I don't want Yomi to succeed. We're not thinking as a team. We're not thinking like we're representing one, Nigeria, two, Africa, to obviously excel. During your time, did you find did you did you find those kind of situations where people were not actually on the same page? Um, people were just working at a different pace, thinking, you know, it's just me. I just want my world to be okay. Uh, don't worry about the other person. At your time, did you have it? And now, do you think there's a way we can actually solve that problem? Absolutely. I, I've observed that too myself. Back in my days, I did not observe that. When we were in camp in 1988, it was Coach Tobolo, may his soul rest in peace, and then Coach Lakaboso from Ninja, may his soul rest in peace. They, they collaborate. They collaborate and sometimes they modify my workout because I couldn't do it all. I was a skinny, tiny little creature then. So they talk. But recently, I think it was about three years ago, somebody brought it to my attention, the division among the Nigerian coaches. I'm like, wow. oh my goodness. So 
that, that is the division among the, the administrator, division among the coaches, division among the athletes. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not going to help. It's not going to help. There should be unity, unified together. Because I believe that who is going to take Nigerian track and field to the next level are the coaches. Mm. So if they are all apart, how is that going to happen? Together, they will be forced to reckon with. The jealousy has got to go throughout the window. I didn't become a coach overnight without the support of, of a lot of mentors in America here and some in, in, in Nigeria. And one of them in Nigeria is Tony Usheku. You know, I, when I was going through my coaching certification education, I pick up the phone and call. What do I do? But Nigerian coaches cannot do that. There is lack of trust. Oh, I don't want to show him or her my, my coaching plan. That I don't want his or her, coach or her athlete to succeed over mine. It doesn't work like that. It's a huge problem. It's huge. And we have to address that. It has not been addressed. Coaches can't just pick up the phone and say, hey, this is the workout I'm planning for my child. What do you think about it? They can't. Wow. It's sad. It's not like that so, here in America. So if that don't work, then why would we... So if coaches don't unite, okay, so how then can they bring out a plan to show the administrators mm -hmm. to then uh, excel at, at, at competitions? I mean, yeah. it's... it's, it's um, I, I remember when, when Coach Coyote said that, I was like petrified. Yeah, I was right. like, what? How could that actually work? I mean, you guys have a sole goal. Go out there, make Nigeria proud, make Africa proud, but you're not unified. So if they're not actually, they're not unity, yeah? There's no unity in the camp. How then can they succeed and bring out this talented young men and women to go out there and do, do, do the country proud. Is there any other way or is there any other plan or is there anything you guys that have succeeded? You mean you've done tons, you know, you've got experience. Um, and is there a way you can probably, uh, I don't know now, probably set up a body or probably set up an advisory committee. I know you're tired of the word committee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> advisory body to to advise these people and then let them know that, listen, guys, we all should be singing from the same in book, mm -hmm. you know. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a way. Like I said, good days are ahead. Nigerian sports is not dead. It's on life support and we have to revive it. Again, any, any organization is like this. Mm -hmm. Up to the bottom. The unity has to start from the top. Look at the AFM right now. <laughs> they are all over the place. And then mm. it, trickle, it trickles down all the way to the athletes, including the coaches. So it's got to start from the top. We need to have a solid AFN uh, administration. We have to have a solid board members. We don't even freaking have a national coach. <laughs> <laughs> so we I'm have individual coaches. Right now because I don't want to cry <laughs> national television. Uh, oh my we, don't God. Even have, we don't even have a chief coach. There is no national coach. It is the national coach that holds the coaches together. That is missing. So everything is falling apart all over. <laughs> it's, it's, it's from the top. We don't have a national coach. Who's gonna who is gonna be nurturing those coaches? Mm. Who is gonna who is supporting them? No one. 
So at the end of the day, I don't blame those coaches as well. There is no leadership. It's broken. We have to fix it. We have to fix it. Yeah, can it be done? Absolutely. I mean, I mentor some of the coaches back home, and I know a lot of my colleagues all over, all over. Some in America, some in in uh, Germany. They 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 mentor some coaches, but there are some who are not willing to come forward and ask for help. They have my email address. They have my phone number. Some some of them will call, and I will actually uh, um, um, go over um, training theories with them troubleshoot any problem they have with the app, I will actually do it. But we need to make it national. We need to make it for everybody. I can't do that from here. I can't mentor everyone from here. Mm. We need a national coach. That's the job of a national coach, to make sure those coaches are getting good education. Send them for training. Update them of, of any, any new training theories, any scientifically proven uh, training methods. They don't have that. They are all trying to, to make ends meet. So I, I, we can't really fault them. Leadership must come from the top, top to the bottom. If the top is weak, the bottom <laughs> will be weak as well, which is what we're experiencing right now. And it's sad. It is. It is. Before before we continue, uh, we're just gonna go on a on a mini short break. because uh, okay. we wanna see we wanna see we wanna see Fatima again in action. Okay, we want, we want to bring back, we want to go back down the memory lanes and see okay, some, some of the things we were, we were up to. Um, okay. So, and, and, and one of what this is one of the best pictures of you that I actually like, you know, Thank you. in there. And you were like, you know, that very elegant, you know, very focused. Thank and, you. And, and it was, it was, it was something I, um, I grew to, to, to know. And I still look 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 at uh, the present moment, and I I smile a lot when I say, you know, like that's a Trojan. She's going. She's Thank going you. for gold. Go you are very you, know, you are very kind. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're gonna go uh, on a short break and see if we can get the uh, some videos of um, okay. of you actually doing your thing. And we'll be right back to continue. Charity Opera, just 17 years of age, and the fastest qualifier set a New Zealand all-comers record in the semi-finals and in lane number six the top ranked 400 meter runner here there she is linda keogh from england silver medal in the four by 400 meter relay four years ago in edmonton and with the absence of grace jackson and pauline davis really started this competition as the favorite but in fact the fastest time as we said in the semi-finals went to charity opera starting in lane five And Jennifer Stout, the English woman in late. And away this time in the women's 400 meters final. Two Nigerians who have run so well at these games, as have their men in the 100 sprints yesterday. And as we as they make their way down the back straight, and first to show up, in fact, running in lane number seven is Mercy Eddy from Ghana. No sign of the Nigerian jet. Now Linda Keogh starts to make a move at the 200-meter mark, running in lane number six, the English woman. Through the 200-meter mark they go, and it's Linda Keogh being matched all the way by the Nigerians. Now Charity Opera, the 17-year-old, starts to make her play. 110 meters to go. This is going to be interesting as they line up here. The two Nigerians are there. 
Can the English woman hang on or did she go out too hard? A beautiful run here coming from Chattabiopera. Now Keog digs down a bit deeper, but coming through in lane three is Fatima Yusuf from Nigeria. Keog's left the run too late, or has she? But the long legs of Fatima Yusuf from Nigeria carry her to victory. Keog goes home in second place and the bronze medal goes to 17-year-old Charity Opera from Nigeria. So the Nigerians, one and three. And this really was something of a surprise. Ranked only 13th in the Commonwealth before these games, but she's come through and won the gold medal. Wow. What, what, what memories does that bring back to you? I got goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I like the commentator, the, the long legs of Fatima Chisu. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> long legs. My legs are short now. <laughs> that was, that was the Commonwealth Games, if, I'm, if I am correct. Yes and, yes. and you were 13th, but you claimed the gold medal, you know, and I, I need to ask this question. There's no amount of coaching that would, I mean, your coach will never be there with you at the blocks. Okay. No. It is going just going to be you. Mm -hmm. How much effort did you put in there that time? I mean, at one point the, the commentator was saying, oh, we can't even see the Nigerians. We can't find a mm -hmm. Nigerian charity. Nowhere to be found. Fatima, Fatima nowhere to be found. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. the super long legs <laughs> got, got into action and zoom. So what, what was it like that time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like you said, when you were called up on there and you're checking mm. in, you're setting your blouse, there's no coach. Again, yes. it comes back It comes back to your race tactic that mm. the coach has rehearsed. You have rehearsed with your coach so many times and you have rehearsed it yourself to stick to, stick to the plan. As you heard him, he said, we were behind. I have to mm. stick to my plan. You know, I'm, I'm not a speed runner then. I'm, a, I'm an endurance runner. I don't want to take off and not be able to finish. I have to finish. stick to my plan. <laughs> so, uh, so I have to stick to my plan. And again, um, all this adrenaline that comes on, you have to be able to handle them. And it comes on during practice as well. So that has, it comes on during practice at the competition. It's, uh, it's like, oh, okay, I know, I know these feelings. I've, I've been there, I felt it before during practice. So I'm just going to stick to my plan. So it's, um, it's one thing that I think is missing in some of our young Nigerian athletes that make it to the world stage is that, I mean, I've watched them compete several times. They're all over the place. <laughs> they, they don't, I, I don't see any signature. I don't see their signature when they when they run. Each time it's a different different race plan. So hopefully the coaches they will they will educate themselves, team up, and learn from each other. Hopefully, I hope. Mm. I um, the, the last was it the last Olympics or the last Commonwealth Games or the last uh, um, World Championship? Michael Johnson was in the studio in the BBC studio. I was analyzing. Um, some um, American athletes, yeah, over 200 meters. And what he said was most of the coaches, most of the present coaches now, take a look at the old athletes that won medals mm -hmm. for America, all right? They checked the, 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 the signature moves, like mm -hmm. you just said, the timings, the postures, the way they start from the blocks, okay? 
Why do they do that? Because they want to improve mm-hmm. the present ones. Yeah. Your timings, your records in 400 meters has been there now for years. I mean, a child born when you set that record is already getting married, having <laughs> kids. And that record is still there. No Nigerian, no Africans broken it. What's the problem? Well, um, uh, um, I will correct you on that. The 400 meter record is is yes. it down. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, by uh, Chief Alila Dugunkoya. For quite sorry, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Even still, I, I don't even remember next time a Nigerian ran a 50 point seconds in the in the 400. I don't even remember how how, how I mean I, I don't remember that. I don't mm-hmm. remember that we ran 49 seconds. <laughs> We ran 49 seconds in the 400 meter, and we freaking have three people that run in the semifinal or quarterfinal at the Olympic level. We don't have that anymore. So back to what you were saying regarding uh, MJ analyzing uh, competition, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see any athletes running like Falila Togukoya. I don't mm-hmm. see a replica of her. I don't see replica of Charity Okbara. I don't see replica of uh, Olabisi Afolabi. I don't see replica of myself, Atima Yusuf. Nobody wants to run like us. No coaches, nobody is studying us. Nobody. Maybe they didn't, do they not know that we were once at the world stage? That we were once ranked number three, number 10 in the world? That we were once world junior champion? That we were the first African women to run under 50 seconds? I was. I took yeah, 400 yeah. meters to the next level. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to brag about myself right now. I took it to the next <laughs> level. It was because I got, my, I, I, I got my butt whooped at the international club. I'm like, I'm going home. I'm going to train hard. I'm going to correct my ugly form. I'm going to come back for y'all. And that's what I did at uh, the uh, um, All-African Games. That was when I run that 49 seconds. Nigerian athletes, especially the 400 meter one, they don't think they need speed to run 400. They believe in only endurance. It's not gonna cut it, baby. You have to be able to sprint that 200 like somebody is coming to kill you. <laughs> they don't believe in that. Falila's best 200 meter is 22 low. <laughs> wow. You have to. Mine was 22 low. For you to run that fast, you have to have the speed. You see that the coaches are teaching it to the coaching it to the athletes, and the athletes don't believe in it. Or I don't know what is going on. Yeah, in the in the hundred meter, two hundred meters, yeah, we have we have few people that are making it to the semifinal to the finals. But in the four hundred meters, it's like it's dead. Do you think it's, it's do you think it's just because it's not? Pardon me to use this word. It's not attractive. Uh, people tend to people tend to uh, uh, get attracted to sprinters, hundred meters, two hundred meters, uh, the four hundred meters. Well, yeah, it, could it be that? But, but then there, there was Mike, Michael Johnson, guys, a mega star. They, at, at some point, they, they used to call him the Superman. I did all this. Yeah. So what, why why is it that we don't have people doing the quarter miles? like you guys did that time. At that time in Nigeria, we had sprinters, mm-hmm. 100 meters who were mm-hmm. like burning the tracks, 400 meters mm-hmm. this same. But nowadays, 
we tend to have people just doing the 100 meters, 200 meters, and probably long jump. Every other thing, yeah, no, just forget about it. Is that is it because it's not attractive enough, or is it because our coaches are not just getting it right? Just like you said. It could be a combination of a lot of things. Uh, like you said, 400 meter is not a flashy event. <laughs> you, have, you have to be crazy. <laughs> you have to be crazy up here to run the damn 400 meters. And it takes discipline. It takes a lot of a lot of little stuff for you to be a good 400 meter runner. And um, it could be the kids just don't, they, they don't want to run it. They don't want to, they, they don't want to experience the pain, the lactic acid that you, you call it booty lock. That you feel <laughs> <laughs> a 150 to go, 100 meters to go. They don't want to feel it. Is it because maybe the coaches are not are not uh, um, talent IDing these kids? They just believe everybody should run one and two, no 400 meters. So it could be a lot of things. So I can't really say, okay, this is why they're not doing well in the 400 meters, or or it could be the coaching. Are the coaching not coaching them to run to be able to 400 meter? Is a sprint. It's a, it's a long sprint. That's why you have to have that, that sprint, be able to sprint for a long time and hold on to it. So it could be a combination. Again, my brother, it comes down to national coach. We don't have national coach. It should be the national coach's job to be able to analyze, to figure out, to do the study, what is going on. Is there any breakdown in coaching? Then let's fix it. Hmm. We don't have that. Hmm. Okay, I think we've had enough of um, <laughs> of this issue with 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 you know with with the coaches and what have you. Let's go. Let's go now to what you yourself are doing too. And and well, this is this is um, well, this is the the super long legs. Um, um, with, is that with the Olympic medal? Is that you with the Olympic medal? Uh huh. That was my Olympic medal. Yes. That's good. That's good. So let's go back. Let's go now to what you are personally doing, especially in Kogi State, uh, which is obviously laudable. Uh, could you tell us more about what your vision is, starting with Kogi State, and obviously what your vision is, personally what you're doing uh, to improve the sport in Nigeria as a whole? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm excited and, and honored that I was called upon to come help my home state, Kogi, and uh, just looking forward to uh, revamp to helping them revamping the whole system alongside with other coaches there and then the technical director over there. Uh, because of the COVID, of course, uh, we cannot move forward in any of our plans. So we're just just holding off to, uh, I believe, the school goes back in about two weeks or so. And then we're yeah. going to, yeah, the people on the ground are going to monitor monitor the kids and, 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 and see if it's safe for us to bring our plan back to um, back um, back on. And then if so, then we're going to move quickly um, forward. Again, we have so many talented kids in Kogi State. They are wow. tall, long legs. Wow. Long legs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and they all go to the team sport. They play basketball, volleyball, and all that stuff. We need those long legs in track. So yes. that, 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 that's what I'm so excited and looking forward to, to go ID more Fatima Yusuf from Kogi and the surrounding area. So I'm mm. really excited to uh, to be part of, 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 uh, of Kogi uh, Athletics. And uh, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. It's like uh, I'm sleeping right now, and I, and I, I I'm looking forward to waking up to greatness. So yes, that's 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 a brilliant thing to do. So um, 
as it is, uh, we we obviously be looking forward to in the next five ten years, uh, people that will be challenging all your records, and um, obviously, you, you got you, what you're doing now is just going to do the dirty job, just like you said. Yeah, that's um, right. We, you need you need to get the raw gold and fine tune them so that yeah. at the end of the day they shine. Tell us again about Village Coach Fitness. Village Coach Fitness is my yeah. is my it's my fitness business, it's a fitness studio. You know, I'm from the village, little village. And <laughs> just I just I, 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 I love that name, Village Coach Fitness. <laughs> so Village Coach Fitness came to life in, in 2011, and that was after I I let myself go, no exercise, I was just eating my eyes out, and <laughs> I, I became overweight. I mean, I weighed 209 from, wow. yes, from 137 during my competition age. Then I have my kids. I was weighing 140, 150 to 209 after my last child was born. And then coupled with health, health issues, arthritis, and knee hurting, everything was hurting. So I've had enough, and I've tried yo-yo diet. They call it yo-yo diet here, where you take uh, weight loss, <laughs> take weight loss pills, and lose ten pounds in five days, and then when you stop, you gain twenty more pounds back. So yeah, <laughs> it happens to me. And uh, that, that it, it, the, the pill is called Fenfen. I don't know if you guys have heard about it in, in London. Fenfen. It's a it's a weight loss pill. Very popular. I yeah, probably have to ask yeah my you can Google it. I'll ask my so, yeah, that, 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 that feels, he almost gave me a heart attack. Wow. I mean, my, my heart was palpated. I'm like, okay, this is it. I was so terrified. Like, I'm not about to die. I want to watch my wow. kids grow. And I throw it away. I'm like, okay, what can I do? I have to go back to what works, which is doing it natural way. I couldn't jog, but I, I will walk a mile. I will increase it the next week to two miles. I started to clean up my diet and I, I I lost it. I've been feeling great then. So from there, I'm like, okay, if I went through this, it's gonna be more many for timbers out there. Who has who is suffering? I'm gonna yeah. go reach out to them. So hence why I village coach fitness was born. So yeah. So are you I know I know I know Nigerians at the moment mm-hmm. and generally Africans are actually very into fitness now, um, health uh, health club and what have you. Are you also thinking about probably bringing this to Africa, your brand of, uh, um, you know, village coach fitness regime? Uh, maybe it's something you're going to bring in physically or probably something you're going to probably bring out on television or what have you? Well, I can say no or yes to that. Right now, my hands are full. My children are still young. I have two in college, in university, and two are still going to high school. So maybe they, maybe once the last one leave house, they leave the home. I will have more time to to branch out to uh, to Nigeria. But right now, I'm so proud of our citizens of Nigeria. Everybody, they are taking good care of themselves, and I'm so proud. Anytime I see a little video showing workout, I'm like, yes, they're getting it in because we have to stay healthy. A healthy mind who do wonders, who do wonders and prevent us from having all these illnesses and prolong our longevity. So whenever I see anybody working out, my heart, my, my heart becomes warm and I'm happy and excited. So I'm all for healthness, uh, for, for fitness, because I know what it does for the body. So, so people watching now, if they want to start, you know, 
a fitness regime, what's, what's the first thing you probably would tell them to start with? I will tell them to check in with their doctors okay. to make sure it's okay for them to exercise. And to also, if they because if they have any heart issues, hmm. they can't just go in into a vigorous workout. That will do more harm to them than good. Check in with your doctors. If you don't have any health issues, then you can start walking, do a mile, one, two kilometers, increase it by one kilometer, one mile every week, and watch your diet, which is huge. You cannot out-train um, bad nutrition. You can't say, I'm going to work out for seven days a week, and then I'm going to eat junk food. No, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. I'd rather have you not work out, but eat right. So um, they have to couple it with um, good nutrition, eating more vegetables, cutting down on their carbohydrates, more, uh, more protein, and, and stretches. As they age, our elderly population, you better get down and stretch those muscles because you have grandbabies to chase around the house. So <laughs> stretching <laughs> for, for our older population, I mean, our older population, they don't have to do high-impact workout. They can just do their regular walk, walk around and come back and stretch and, and, and eat their food and take their supplement and check in with their doctors. When something is wrong, don't wait until it's too late. So I hear it often, oh, he's slumped and dead, slumped and died. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, he wasn't sick at all. Well, maybe occasionally that will happen. But at the end of the day, you found out that this person had underlying illnesses that he had neglected or she had neglected for a long time. So we have to stay healthy and continue moving. So That's good. Now, now let, me, let me just zero in into your family a little bit. Uh, your children come from a very, very super sporting mom and dad. Any one of them going to take after your husband or yourself? Well, I can tell you now, none will take after my husband. My husband was a disco thrower and, and yeah. uh, he's a big dude. So yeah. my, my kids, none of my kids will do that. I have three children who are really, really into sport, into track and field. My oldest one, I think, uh, I say maybe she doesn't have our genes. <laughs> if, if her life depended on it, she can't even run. Oh, my God. <laughs> she can't even run. And then the, the remaining three, uh, my second second child, he kind of crossed over from basketball. He's six six tall, very tall guy. Wow. So, so yeah, uh -huh, he crossed over to basketball to track. And this past season would have been his fourth season of track. And then because of COVID, he, he, he wasn't able to run, but he's going to college and he's going to continue to train for track and he will be running two and four. He, he, he wow. has a great, he has, yeah, he has a great form. He reminds me of our late Sunday Bada. Sunday Bada was a tall oh, form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so he will be doing that. And then my third child, Brianna, she's new in track. And um, she's coming along. She will be running um, the 400. She's taller than me. And wow. another, another long leg. Long legs. My, yes. And then my youngest one, she's a sprinter. She's very good in one and two. And she did that. Actually, she, she's, I call her my project. I started coaching with her. So you should see her run. She, she got it all, all together. And I just, just can't wait to, to see where track and field will take them. And this question, I know you, you probably will have been asked this question tons of times. Are they going to be running under the American flag or Nigerian flag? I know the Americans. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get asked a lot. And uh, I'm like, 
you, you, you have, we have to do something about our system. I will not allow my children to compete under this, this current circumstances in Nigeria. And uh, if I do that, I'm doing them disservice. And also, I will not advocate for any Nigerian foreign-born athlete to run for Nigeria with the current circumstances in Nigeria. We have a lot to clean up. And I will help. And I know so many people who will come and help. If I, I want to know my child if they're safe when they go home to compete for Nigeria. I would love for them to, do, to compete for Nigeria. But as it is right now, I, I can't say yes. I can't say that I would love to say that. I would love to say that, but we have a lot of cleaning to do. We have to make our sports safe for, the, for these young girls. We have to. And if, if, if I cannot send my, my children to represent Nigeria, who am I to tell somebody else to send their, to send their youngster to run for Nigeria? It's safety issues. A lot of things are going on that, that has not been addressed. The abuse that goes on between the coaches and the athletes. We have mm. to address that. We have awesome coaches, don't get me wrong, but we also have evil ones, predators, mm. sexual predators with the stop work that call themselves coaches. We need to rule them out to allow Nigerian sports to, to, um, to foster, to prosper. Mm. 